Es hora de Volver. Manda el chico. So yeah, you were saying something. Uh, so before you say, talk about SFI and... Tell our audience, how did we reach here? Okay, so... Kerala has five engineering colleges. Huh. And supposedly the best one is in Toronto. Okay. This college is a government college, which means that you study there for free. Hmm. And to get there, you have to have a certain rank on one of those entrance exams. Right. So everybody who comes there huh. comes in as big, uh, what do you say? How do you say Buji? Buji. Uh, like a nerd, a nerd. Okay. So all these kids that walk in there are nerds. Huh. But then they reach a government college. Huh. A government college is where anything goes. Where? Anything goes. Teachers don't give a shit. Huh. Principal does not give a shit. Huh. <laughs> Principal has bigger Problem to worry about. Okay. Other than the students and teachers. Like? She has politics because this is a major college. All the political parties care about what happens here. Okay. So she has to deal with the politicians. So we will talk about that in episode two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, teachers don't give a shit. Students okay. don't, don't give a shit. Mm. And when all these nerds walk in and then they realize that they don't depend on their parents anymore mm. because this college is fucking free, mm. everybody changes. <laughs> <laughs> When you say free, what? They're, they're given food free, they're given stay free? Uh, tuition is free. Huh? The hostel is around 3 grand a month. That's pretty it's cheap. Still including food. 36,000. Okay. 3,000 a month. 12,000. 3,000 a month. That is 36,000 a year. Huh, that was the last year. Dude, 3,000 a month is nothing. nothing. We okay. spend more on cigarettes. <laughs> okay, let's not get there. I don't smoke. <laughs> <laughs> but then see it you do. Huh. You didn't, no, Suraj? Huh? You didn't. I did. <laughs> For all reasons, your mother could be listening to this podcast. <laughs> and she thinks ganja is something that you inject. So, auntie, this is a... I thought ganja is something that you inject. <laughs> <laughs> auntie Sunny is here. <laughs> So you get to do anything you want. Nobody asks you anything. And basically it's just a lot of hormone-filled teenagers just enjoying freedom. Okay. And guess what happens? You go, you walk into the hostel. And the hostel the first day is orientation. A lot of seniors walk in and they're like, Oi fuckers, you are part of the hostel now. Mm-hmm. This is all is all for one, one for all. Mm-hmm. And if one of you get has a problem, everybody mm-hmm. has a problem. Mm-hmm. And if everybody has a problem, each of you has a problem. <laughs> <laughs> and then they tell you, uh, whatever, hostel has a proper hierarchy. Fourth years are kings, third years are the people who do the stuff, as in who makes decisions. And second years are the people who execute it, and first years are the slaves. Now, okay. Because you need slaves, you get, uh, you get brainwashed. Also. So, and everybody is communist here? In the hostel. Okay. In the hostel, that's, that's the rule. Everybody is communist. Everybody uh, respects the hierarchy and whatever. But aren't you not supposed to do that in communism? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the default is okay. Fundamentals are broken. Okay. <laughs> we we fight for democracy, but if anybody talks against us, we beat them up. <laughs> You're as real as our democracy, so it's fine. <laughs> Go ahead, yeah, you're saying something. <laughs> and then they, then there's this one round of uh, propaganda and brainwashing. Mm-hmm. How does this work? Like, like you know, we always hear about RSS, madrasas right, and so, all of it. But you don't, and we say that people are brainwashed there, but we don't know how, what so happens. So the brainwashing works in two ways, right? Uh-huh. One is, basically what they have to do is get the majority to agree with it. It doesn't matter what the minority thinks. And you could say that, okay, this is just propaganda, this is just bullshit. I don't have to believe it. Doesn't work like that because if three people say that, the rest is not going to be. Because it's not just the first years, right? The second years have been through this. So when you say majority, second years and third years put together. No, what I'm saying is that when you walk into the hostel and when you hear this and then you look up your seniors and everybody says that they've also been through all this. You think maybe this works. Been through all, I mean, what? What are the stories that are Everybody goes through the four years, right? Hmm. So if you look at your seniors, they tell you that whatever I have heard, they've also heard. 
So if I don't believe it, why should all these smart people believe it? That's something that everybody thinks. Hmm. So what this propaganda does is that they'll tell you if you have a problem, we have a problem, and if and they tell you this, hmm. right? If you are part of the hostel, you can do whatever you want in college. Hmm. Nobody's going to ask you shit. Hmm. And the only people that ask you shit are other students. Hmm. And if they tell you something and you get annoyed, you hmm. come back and tell your friends, hmm. and they go and ask. Hmm. So basically, you, you anything goes. Hmm. Right? And they tell you, they convince you properly. They convince you. Yeah, and we are back. <clears throat> yeah, you are talking about a fight, Suraj. <laughs> so there was a time. Uh, okay, so again, hostel is a very big deal. Right? Hmm. Hostel is a bunch of people who would go out for a fight hmm. without any situation. Hmm. People are usually scared of talking shit or dust. Hmm. You know, this has become such a big thing, hmm. and the hostlers were becoming so out of control. Hmm. The rest of the college suddenly decided to form an anti-MH party. Hmm. They forgot about KSU. They forgot about SFI. What is anti-MX? MH. MH is a men's Oh, okay. Okay. Huh. They form an anti-MH party. Wow. Basically, huh. now it's, the narrative is that it's either the hostel hmm. or against the hostel. Hmm. And this was... What happens when you're against the hostel? Nothing happens. You just don't talk to the people in the hostel. You basically try to ignore us. Or they basically try to ignore us. Okay. Now, this is so you're shifting the power dynamics. They're trying to. Because the hostel offer... The total number of people in our college is around 2,000, mm. of which 400 people live in the hostel, mm. right? So, 1,600 still lives outside. Mm. What that means is that if the 1,600 decides to unite, mm. they're bigger than the 400. Mm. But the fact is that the 400 is always together, mm. and the 1,600 is still dispersed. Mm. Because in, if you look at SFI... This is what they said about Muslims. <laughs> if you look at SFI, the 400 in the, in the, in the hostel are SFI, mm. and then there are about... Another 400, 500 outside also. Hmm. So, SFI is still a majority. Hmm. But because there is this narrative, this structure to everything, this hmm. setup, hmm. hostel works very well. Hmm. Uh, huh. So, basically, everything changed. There hmm. was a fight between SFI, internally SFI. Hmm. So, it was a hostel against the people outside. Hmm. And then suddenly they found this anti MS party. Hmm. And then a fight broke out. Hmm. A lot of people. I'm talking 20, I'm sorry, around 30, 35 people hmm. were trying to hit two guys out of the image. Wow. Now, these two boys, hmm. they run. Hmm. The others are following. Hmm. No, this is okay, this is not a fight. Hmm. There was a strike okay. against the image. Okay. The fight happened somewhere in the time. Huh. So, there was a strike against the image. Huh. And the strike goes through a corridor. Huh. The corridor has stairs. And just stairs. Huh. So it's, it's, it's a very thin uh, corridor where only one person can walk at a time. Hmm. And, and it, it goes through stairs. Hmm. So what they did was two people, just two, hmm. they stand on one side of the corridor. Hmm. The strike comes in, hmm. one person at a time. Hmm. They're waiting downstairs. Hmm. Each person that comes through the corridor, huh. they hit him. And then they ask them to run. <laughs> so they run. <laughs> Five minutes. Huh. A strike of around 20, 30, 40 people huh. dispersed because of two people. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll tell you how easy this narrative worked. Huh. When we were fourth years, huh. uh, again, we go to the first year, fourth years round, but third years. They go to the first years and tell them that the setup is everything. If one of you has a problem, every one of you has a problem. Huh. Each of you has a problem. Right. Mm. So what happened was, and that nobody in the campus can mess with you. Mm. If anybody does, mm. you go and ask why. All mm. of you together. Right? Mm. So that's that's how oh, it goes. Huh. Now one guy huh. goes to campus. Huh. A senior calls him. Mm. He looks at him and gives him bow. It's mm. like tu mm. Senior gets annoyed. Mm. So he goes to the guy and he's like, "Who do you think you are?" Mm. Wow. And the junior says, "I'm a I'm a hostler. How dare you ask me this question?" Mm. Mm. He gets kind of offended. Hmm. So he's also pushed us in. Hmm. Who? The hostler? No, the other, other guy, guy pushes the hostler. Huh. Hostler gets super annoyed. Hmm. So he slaps him. Wow. And he pushes him again. Hmm. Now he gets angry. Hmm. Now he's like, now I'll show you what's going to happen. Hmm. Hostler comes to the hostel, hmm. tells all his friends hmm. that he got beat up. He got beaten by a senior. Senior, huh. The first years are very resourceful. Hmm. They call each other and then they figure out who the guy is hmm. and where he lives. Hmm. Now, what have we told them? We have told them that 
it's all for one, mm-hmm. one for all. Mm-hmm. And if any of you has a problem, all of you has a problem. Okay. So all these fuckers. Huh. In hostel, first years are not everybody. All first years are supposed to wear a lungi. Hmm. They're not supposed to do the. I saw that in the video. Uh, huh. That thing where we huh, 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 huh. make it like a mini huh, skirt. Huh. You're not supposed to do that huh. until you are a senior. Wow. <laughs> so all so the you have to wait three years for this. You have to wait one year for this. Okay. So all the hostlers, huh. all the first years, huh. they walk out of their hostel in a line, huh. wearing their mundo like this. Huh. Huh. Uh, like it's it's let down. Huh. And then they walk out. As hmm. soon as they get out of the uh, boundary of the hostel, huh. they do that thing. They huh. make it a mini skirt. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's like a some sign of pride, okay? Hmm. And that's the rule also. Hmm. You can't do it inside the hostel, outside the hostel. You are hmm. What happens if you do? Uh, we'll beat them up. Okay. <laughs> Have you ever beaten beat some? I personally, I don't really like this much violence, uh-huh. so I try not to. Uh-huh. And I really am. Okay. No, when I say you. Your group or something? Yeah. Oh, okay. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> See, whatever you get in the first year of college, you you, you distribute it to two years and then you... Uh, so I think this way Guru, we should get him for an episode someday. This way Guru will have like amazing <laughs> stories, you know, growing up in a military <laughs> school. He once told me, like, I, I told you that story, uh, right, where they did rounds and the guy who uh, went out of the college to get porn gets to watch it first and when he is watching it, these fuckers are guarding the uh, all the mm. exits and entries. So, and then when he is done, uh-huh. I don't know what <laughs> done means. He never explained that. But yeah, when he's done, he will go guard and somebody else comes. Like some other group. Let's like, So one day something happened. The warden came comes, and these guys suddenly like you know when he and they get a uh, what do you say clue that he's mm. coming. They just rip all the VC part, throw it, you know, near the TV, and then play parade because it was 15th August evening. <laughs> when the warden walks in, these fuckers say, What are you guys watching? So, like, sir, we felt like watching the parade once again. Giant! Fuckers are like Bharat Mataki. Warden said, Giant, went back to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> we never had stories like this in college. Nope. Second year. Nope. Over. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-huh. When I was in first year of my company, first year of my professional life, when I quit that job after one and a half years, one of the chacha who used to, not, not even chacha, we all used to go in these company cabs, right? So one of the cab met me with an accident on the national highway. Everybody's safe, and hard, but it was a thrilling experience. When that happened, then I was not there. So yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, so there was this guy who was very slow. Huh. Now that's one of my favorite friends. <laughs> when I say slow, huh. if you make fun of him for something, huh. he'll listen to everything huh. without any reaction. Then he'll go back to his room. Huh. Then he'll come back the next day huh. and then give you a counter. Huh. <laughs> that's how slow it is. <laughs> So it takes him a night to process that. Wow. But where his arguments sound the next day? No, he just comes and gives you one counter. That's what he has thought of. Okay. So even now when you say like, no, but I didn't say this, that, he'll again go back. Huh. <laughs> so it's very slow. Dharma <laughs> super fucking slow. That's what we used to call him. We used to call him Mandi because he's this slow. Mandi very happy. And then Mandi one day. So Mandi has this habit. What he does is he walks into every room. He just randomly walks in. Even if there are people inside, mm. you won't even acknowledge them. You mm. just walk into the room, mm. look at all four corners once, mm. and then he walks outside. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> and he walks in so fast, it, it looks like he is there to tell you something very important. Huh. But then he comes here, looks at all four corners, and then he leaves oh, as fast as he came in. Oh, this is so creepy. <laughs> even Phoebe doesn't do this. <laughs> So, fourth year. So by fourth year, we are all used to this guy. Huh. 
Hmm. He's very good friends with all of us. Yeah. So this guy goes to the bathroom to take a shower. Hmm. I think he went to black out. <laughs> okay. And what he did was that he took off all his clothes huh. and put it on the door. Wow. Huh. This means that you can take it from the outside. outside. Now Mandi used to wear really gay clothes. <laughs> talking. What are really gay clothes? Really violet, very bright pink. Okay. And three fourths like yay long. Okay. <laughs> really tight. Okay. <laughs> and he had this very. He had, he used to have a spiky hairstyle. Okay. You can pick him out from a crowd. Okay. That's how fabulous he was. <laughs> okay. <laughs> fabulous is over. Okay. Yeah, man, I'm fabulous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can basically spot his clothes from the outside. Hmm. Some guy spots his clothes. Hmm. Takes it out. Hmm. <laughs> and then he walks away. Now he is knocking on the door, asking, begging for his clothes hmm. back. Hmm. Some other fucker he says. Hmm. So he tells him, "Okay, Mala, it's just outside. You can go and get it. I'm not getting it for you." Hmm. And then he walks away. Hmm. So Mala gets out of the Mali hmm. gets out of his out of the bathroom. Hmm. Now he's naked hmm. and he's looking for his clothes. Hmm. There are no clothes. Hmm. <laughs> now he tries to go back in, hmm. but somebody else sees him. <laughs> they won't let him in. Now he is naked mm. and walking around the house. Mm. Then somebody says, <laughs> "This is when Kumar saw him." This then somebody says, "Mandi, your clothes are outside under the bridge. Wow. Go and get it." Mandi believes it and, ah, and gets out of the his building. room. Is in the same hostel, right? Huh? His room is in the same. Ah. Ha- <laughs> wow, Smarty, he deserves this. <laughs> then he goes. Then he walks out of the building. And somebody you're, talks him outside. <laughs> you're not kidding me when you tell me that his room was in the same hostel. He could have gone to his room, right? Mandi, Mandi, Mandi. Where, where is he right now? Uh, Nasa. He's in London. Wow. wow. He's the guy who you are supposed to hire. What the fuck? <laughs> so I'm gonna send a call letter to this guy. Wow. <laughs> Dear Mandi, you're hired. <laughs> But I can reject him and quote this reason. <laughs> But Mandi is also super smart when it comes to things that he understands. Everybody calls him Mandi, huh? and Mandi is literally means delay. Yeah, yeah. Mandi Budhi, something like that. Yeah, huh. it literally means delay. Delay. So Mandi <laughs> comes every time somebody calls him Mandi. Mandi has a standard answer. Huh. He says that every circuit needs a delay set. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Because he's an electrician. Uh-huh. And Mandi also. Do you remember that uh, the virus that encrypts your data? Only story you. I got. I got attacked. You, you heard about yeah. WannaCry, right? I got attacked by. Ha. So before WannaCry made news, oh. Mandi got attacked. <laughs> He brings his laptop to Kumar and tells him that there's a virus. Kumar checks it out ha. and finds out that this is one of those ransomware. Ha. Tells Mandi, hmm. Mandi, your data is gone. Hmm. Formatted. <laughs> and then one month later, the news breaks that WannaCry has attacked. Hmm. <laughs> Mandi was the first. <laughs> Mandi was probably the beta. They were beta testing on Mandi. Worked. The podcast jingle. <laughs> we'll get Kamlesh once as a guest speaker. Sharu Pita, Sanjay Pita, Salochan. कुछ जिंदगी में कुछ आगे कुछ बनना है कुछ नहीं कुछ नहीं बस चलो चलो विक्टिम ऑफ द स्टेट The state gives you enough reasons to be ambitious. You're gonna drive revenue to that state, right? So the state's primary objective should be to make everybody ambitious. Can you make everybody ambitious? 
what about all the fans who support? <laughs> but I'm sure they are ambitious in some other way, right? Like, but Sadhguru preaches not having an ambition, right? No. What is Sadhguru's Sadhguru's teachings are like Osho, like 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 whatever you do, as long as you're not harming anybody, it's fine. You do it. But I remember him saying something in particular where see that's when you look at him on YouTube. Where I don't know, but he's the other team should literally. Okay, fuck it. I don't want to praise Sadhguru here. Fuck you. Yeah. Not Sadhguru in general. Fuck you. Look at look at Buddhists. What's wrong with Buddhists? But the central core belief of Buddhism is that desire is the cause of all. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Desire is hard. Desire is the cause of all. But if you don't, if you are ambitious, mm. ambition directly is the result of desire. Right? You mm. desire something, and that's why you are ambitious. Mm. So if you don't have desire, then why are you ambitious? But when, 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 like, when were they ambitious? Ha! Huh, so that's my point. Right? If, if you are a government, if you are a state, mm. how do you enforce ambition on everybody? You can't enforce it's ambition. It's not on enforcing ambition. I mean. See what is that Solochan guy seeing right in front of him? He is seeing just that. I mean, he doesn't know that something like this exists. Like, why is that a lot of Indian children doesn't go abroad to study because they don't know it's how easy is it to get you know go to US and study, right? And that's where we fail, right? We have to send our kids outside the country to learn. No, I mean, that's plan. that's later. I mean, huh, you are going too far. No, I'm just saying. Like state can create enough opportunities, but even if there were opportunities, like when you are selling mobile, like when you are selling mobile in a mobile shop, probably you want to repair. Probably when you are repairing one, you want to own one. Probably when you own one, you want to manufacture one, right? Probably on a manufacture one, you may want to now build a car. So this is ambition works, right? Hmm. But that happens when you are. If you are not in that mobile shop, Kamlesh could have been in this mobile shop, right? But he was smoking so much. But what? How could he falls under that legal age of studying, right? Like Sarva Sikshana Abhiyan, whatever, five to fifteen, whatever. So he should be. He should have been in school. Somebody but how should. But the state enforce that. What? Putting him in school. If he doesn't want to go to school, how do you make him go to school? What if he never knew there is something called school? He never even made that choice. That was the only choice that was laid in front of him. I'm not pro anti-choice here. He could have still chosen to be Kamlesh, whatever. But what I feel is he didn't choose it. Like he was led on that. The path was designed to go there. So this is what when you're curbing a death drug menace, this is what you're preventing, right? Awesome. You're not. Your argument is against legalizing weed, right? My argument is against. So in a way, you're basically saying that children shouldn't have access to anything, and the safest way to make sure that they don't have access is to ban. Well, no, create more awareness around it. But are you worried? Rat poison is around me. I don't go and drink it, right? When I'm a kid. No. How do you give awareness? What give away? Give awareness. We were all given awareness against ganja. How did that work out? Give or cigarettes? We know for a fact that they are bad for us. Ha! That's a choice that we are making, right? Hmm. So how? See, probably I think this is how protectionism works, right? Like you, there is no clear cut. Um, you cannot pinpoint your maturity, your hundred percent judgment, or your sanity. On your life graph, right? Like it's very blurred. So probably maybe this is what parenting is like: pro- try to protect your child until a particular age. Ensure that he gets to see all the choices that are there in front of him. But then I have a problem. But this is how not parenting actually works. But see, you can parents also leave their children on a very risky, like you know, specifically designed for disaster path. Huh. Because they don't let them make choices. Right. Huh. So, so my cousins who are really young, huh. they're not allowed to use a mobile. Yeah. They're not allowed to use a computer. They're not allowed to use anything. Yeah. What do you think is going to happen to them as soon as they go to college? They're going to live in an eco chamber, right? They're going to they're going to be so backwards, right? Yes. Everybody else has seen it. Yes. And they haven't seen it. Yes. So now they don't have that competitive edge. Yep. They don't have competitive edge. Yes. They'll still reach there. 
if they had working but only thing is they lost a lot of time huh. so that, that time could have been way more productive right so now parenting but from the parents point of view it makes sense a computer could ruin a child yeah you don't know yeah, they ruined so they it ruined us <laughs> they also made a decision yeah. now that decision was bad for the child but at the time there is no way to prove to them that they are making a wrong see this is the same moral dilemma i was when the very moment i got my cat castrated right neutering what they say like they didn't let him let us take him home for what a day if i'm not wrong yeah i think that's the first night we slept without you know him being at anybody who's like him being outside uh so the next morning when we got him home he was that day when we left he was he had a little bit of blood on his back that broke me into pieces next day when we brought him home or i think the same day when we brought him home he was not able to walk because he had strength only in his front limbs okay in the back he's like he was literally dragging his body and that sight just fucking broke me and his face was very dull his pupils were super dilated like as if he's very scared he's not responding to us like super sad face man i like i know that face the last time I, he made that face he had like jumped from the first floor so yeah and that's it i think 24 hours after 24 hours is back same bastard like doesn't give a fuck about anybody like fuck you nothing happened to me but yes like you know he every night around 11 o'clock or something he used to go scratch on the door asking us to leave him out so he used to go out mm-hmm. and uh, he used to stand on the fifth floor and look down and sometimes he used to keep looking down for 20 minutes 30 minutes like not like we were sitting and watching him but even after you come out after now you see still looking there and when we went and looked there there was a black color cat that you know was on the second floor they used to just look keep looking at each other so day as days passed by they started going a little closer closer yeah. so now he is on the fourth floor she is on the second floor <laughs> one day you see both on the fourth floor so all of this happening one day jean was inside um, we used to keep jean's food outside so when she comes she eats from jean's bowl and she leaves that day i got scared like like now i'm protective about my kid like what if i understand that love is beyond cat religion and uh, that or cat class or whatever you call but she is not vaccinated she lives in terrible conditions she could be have just had flesh with maggots or something like that and just ate jeans food so now this is going to make jeans sick so now i saw that class divide like somehow my cat is educated or rich cat <laughs> and that girl is from the streets so what do i do i become the akbar here so now i see that jean is in his teenage so his body is floating in like you know he's full of hormones right now so he today he'll go to fourth floor tomorrow he'll go to ground floor and some day he'll go to other edge of the street and he'll not know how to come back and that kind of panics me right so i do a lot of research uh, google a lot of this thing read out a lot of answers on quora like did proper two day research decided there's a hospital near our school cartman we went there booked an appointment that's it this happened and now i'm questioning i called my mom and i started crying that day she was inside oh my god but look i'm so pro choice i'm now i i think i was pro choice and now i made a decision for him him no avenue to ask him and why did i do this under the disguise of me protecting him like what if when he's crossing the road what if a car goes on him and he dies right so he cannot have babies man i feel so bad you could have had a kitten apeksha could have had a kitten orange this he's very handsome you don't know probably the next time we smoke up a lot in bangalore i will ask you like i'll try to hypnotize and tell you that suraj you are a cat <laughs> now look at him <laughs> describe <laughs> now you're making an argument against the government part right what saying that you made a wrong choice for your cat ha huh. no i made a choice for my 
cat that itself is wrong in the first place huh huh so now when you say that you have to enforce a kid to go to school huh you're making a choice for the kid huh thinking that it's not going to do good to them right. but i think this is like some disposable memory that that was designed to be given away in all our lives like uh, you gave it give it up uh your kids will give it up and their kids will give it up so where do you draw the line how do you This, how do you that my that friend this is, this is, is the power that the government should have. This is what people in JNU are researching. No, let them do it. <laughs> Why don't I do this tonight? <laughs> But then, if we don't do it, what we are doing is the moral equivalent of not respecting democracy. Because if we don't worry about our democracy, huh. we are not really participating in the democracy. If we don't participate in the democracy, the democracy fails. We will come to its rescue only when it's under threat. But then we won't be able to rescue. Who's going to fight a war to help you? Recording. Sorry. <laughs> What were you doing? We were doing marketing for a cultural fest. Okay. This is one of the best cultural fests. Hosted by a college in Kerala. Mm-hmm. So what we did was at the same time it was a national games happening in Kerala. Mm-hmm. So we were second years, mm-hmm. and me and my friend, we take this laptop, this huge laptop, this, with the uh, presentation on it, uh, goes to the union room uh, and does this presentation for the chairperson uh, and for the general secretary and his friends. She has only one. This is this is when we were second years. Okay. Huh? This is after the elections. Huh. Elections, we won the elections, and now we wanted to do something. Hmm. So we take this laptop with a presentation, hmm. and then go show them. Hmm. Like at the uh, national games closing ceremony, hmm. we'll do a rainbow parade hmm. where everybody dresses in a different color, hmm. and we'll break a record. Hmm. We say that we will break a world record. Hmm. But in reality, there are there are no Guinness World Records. Huh. There is a there is a tiny some sort of Limka. little company. Limka. Limka. Huh. It's a company that nobody's heard of. Okay. They have a world record saying that this is the largest rainbow party, which is about one twenty people. Huh. Said just first year alone, we'll we'll get you four hundred, so huh. we'll definitely break this record. Huh. And then we say that inside we'll go in, and huh. then we'll do something with the cards, huh. and we'll show Dunika logo, and huh. then we'll show our motto, huh. and we'll do the set event. Huh. So all the seniors first laughed at us because <laughs> we had a huge laptop with the presentation, <laughs> <laughs> and then they were like. Okay, how much money do you want? Huh. And we were like, nothing. We we will we'll manage. Huh. And then like, then you know, who gets? Who gets the part? So me and my friend, we start working on it. Huh. Now we call we because we also have access to first years now. Huh. We have slaves. Huh. <laughs> we go talk to them. We get them to do a lot of work, and mm. then we kind of sort of set it up. And then we run a lot of posts, WhatsApp posts. Mm. Send it to everybody saying that. Uh, We have. We are going to do a world record-breaking event yeah. to mm. do marketing for the new <laughs> blah blah blah, yeah. and everybody buys it. Mm. So first, we thought we'd only get first years, mm. and we only got first years. Mm. And second years because this is our batch, so we can talk to our friends. Mm. So first years and second years were in mm. for sure. Mm. And then, but when you say first years, all branches, right? All branches. Huh. And by the time this event was supposed to happen, mm. we made so many posts, and people actually started talking about it. Mm. Third years and fourth years are like, why are we not involved? Okay, we're like, we're always involved, <laughs> <laughs> right? And then the day of the event arrives, and then our college is very backwards when it comes to women's rights. Mm. So women as a women have curfews at six thirty. Wow, and men has men mm. have no curfew. No. Yeah, and six thirty is kind of strict. Mm. You you if you need to go outside then. If I'm not wrong, when I was in LPO, even there, the same thing. It's like I don't know. I think it's hundred acre, fifty acre, two hundred acre, whatever acres. Uh, but there's a curfew curfew for girls at uh, six o'clock. Sucks. No. Sucks. We fought against this. Huh. <laughs> Good. <huh? laughs> One more strike. Huh? That was a serious. I wanted to talk about the bathroom strike after this. <laughs> yeah. uh, So on the day of the event, we realized that the uh, closing ceremony is going to last till ten or eleven, and there is no chance that these girls are getting out. Mm. And without the girls getting out, we are not sure about the numbers, and also who has a rainbow colored dress. So we needed to get them out. Huh. And we talked to our uh, the women's representative, and she is like, "There is no chance it's happening." Mm-hmm. 
and then we're like, what can we do to make this happen? This is on the day of the event. <laughs> Actually, this is on the day before the event. Mm. And then she tells us, if you can convince all the other hostels, mm. so there's a girls' hostel, and then people living around. Mm. So if you can convince all of them to let all the girls out, mm. then we can convince the uh, the what do you call it? the warden. Mm. <clears throat> and we start calling all the other hostels. Mm. They tell us if you can convince the LS to let us, let them go, mm. we'll also let them. Mm. Now we decide, fuck it, <laughs> we'll just lie. Uh-huh. So we call all the other hostels and tell them that LS has given permission. Mm. They're like they have all given permission. Mm. Now that they have all given permission, we call the LS and tell them they're all letting them go. Now it's just you guys. Mm. Then the LS says that you need to have a bus, mm. or there's no way we're letting them out. Mm. So we call the buses, the bus, bus guy has gone home. Mm. So there's no chance we can get that permission. And we mm. need this permission tonight, mm. but they can't go out. Mm. So we call the LS back and say but that. But they could have left early morning, no? What, what is the hurry? No, this is, on, this is the day before the event. Huh. But they still need the permission to... See, we have to tell them that they have the permission before they will come out. Hmm. Women are also pretty... Uh, not very... You know, they won't go out of the way to do that. Okay. Huh. Basically, unless you can convince them that they have all the permissions that they want, mm-hmm. they're not coming out. Mm-hmm. And we also had our, whenever we spoke about things, we were like, we always have permission. Right? Mm-hmm. It's like, it's all inclusive. Mm-hmm. And then we call the bus guy, the bus guy has gone home. Mm-hmm. So there's no chance he is telling us what this is. Mm-hmm. So we call the host again, tell them that. We actually call our GSEC. GSEC is the guy who's in charge mm-hmm. of the union. Mm-hmm. We call him and tell him that. Uh, Cheta, Cheta is bro. Mm. <coughs> this is the seat. Mm. We are doing it. Mm. We are telling them that the bus is arranged. Mm. You have to get it done somehow. Mm. Even if it's not, get private buses or whatever. <laughs> okay. mm. He says yes. Now we call the hostel and say that it's also taken care of. Mm. She's like, who do I call and check? Mm. We tell her to call the union. Mm. <laughs> so she calls, everything is fine. Mm. Tomorrow, everybody has permission. Mm. Now, <laughs> on the day. We, go, we still don't have a bus. We call him, this fucker is not even answering us. Mm. Now we call the bus guy and says that everybody gave permission without you, all these girls will be stranded. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Now the bus guy has to go. <laughs> so that is also taken care of. And then, so you didn't have real permission in any other place. Every time you said, somebody else has given it to you. Okay. <laughs> and we got the permission to do the event on the day of the event. Wow. Huh. We go to the principal and we're like, Sir, everybody has <laughs> It was supposed to start at 12 o'clock in the afternoon. Uh. At 12 o'clock, me and my friend and a couple of other friends who helped, Mm. we're just standing there looking at each other because nobody's there. Mm. (laughs) And we're thinking, we fucked up. But then it turns out that a lot of people actually heard about it and there were like 1,000 students. Easy. Mm. They showed up. Mm. They showed up? They showed up. 1,000 students showed up wearing different colors around 12, 12, 20, 12, 30. Uh And then we go to the principal and we show them this. Mm-hmm. The like, okay, wow, you guys are going to the National Games Stadium. Uh, cool. She signs a permission. Uh, we take them to the National Games Stadium. We say that we broke the record. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but that shitty book you did, right? But nobody is over so in it. So you didn't call that shitty person. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Do you give secret lessons to BJP? <laughs> <laughs> And then we do this event, and then we go inside, and now we are doing this flip thing, mm-hmm. where we show the logo and then the motto. Now we need coverage. Mm-hmm. For coverage, you have to pay news agencies. Mm-hmm. So what we do is we send our chairman. Mm-hmm. Our chairman is a sweetheart when he comes mm-hmm. to talking to him. Mm-hmm. He goes, he tells him, he just goes to the camera room, mm-hmm. and whenever we take this up, mm-hmm. taps him and so. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's women. Uh, like, so, wow. Huh. Uh, uh. It's like, shut up. Wow. <laughs> and then there's women, uh. and we got free coverage. Uh. Free coverage. Uh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and so basically, it's it's the second years who made all of this happen, right? Mm. And then finally, uh, some TV channel comes to us for an interview. Mm. Because this is again the national games ending ceremony and you, we are doing something and they don't even know what the fuck we are doing. Mm. So they come to us for an interview. Mm. Suddenly our chairman <laughs> stands in front, <laughs> takes all the questions, just... <laughs> 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 okay.
you have to before the end of this episode you have to tell our audience about the bucket strike it's called a water strike water strike yeah so water strike is when not striking people with water right no <laughs> <laughs> so kerala is infamous for having a lot of strikes in colleges okay and when in our college in particular which is a government college hmm. we have a strike every week hmm. for sure hmm. tell us the topics of protest please usually if there is a major event happening in kerala huh. we will have a strike like we define a major event like killing of an activist or killing of an activist will be a strike for two days okay <laughs> <laughs> i'm talking uh, you know there's a cut in the uh, funds to a university we'll okay. strike huh. if there's a fee increase we'll huh. strike huh. so all these are topics worth striking for hmm. if something happens in jamia or jnu we strike oh god okay <laughs> because of solidarity huh. <laughs> so a strike happens every week did something happen in jamia or jnu when you were in college Probably. Yeah, you something know? did happen. A lot of things happened. Did the Kanaya incident happen when you were in college? I think so. Uh-huh. <laughs> Now, any anything that happens, we do have a strike, hmm. and the strike is usually you uh, <clears throat> you go in clubs and dabba, in clubs and dabba, and hmm. then you go to every class mm-hmm. and say that this is why we are striking. Hmm. Uh, show solidarity to us and hmm. bunk your. Class. While the lecture is going on. Uh, we walk into each class and tell them this. Ah, but while the lecture, while the lecture, wow. so the lecturer would just walk. She okay. would be like, "Okay, you want to say something? Say." Ah, something. ah, that's fine. But after you saying all of this, after people used to get up immediately. Ah, and then leave. Wow, and the teacher is still there. The teacher also leaves <laughs> <laughs> because this is again a government college. Nobody gives a fuck. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. The teachers don't care if you study or not, huh. and the students don't care either. <laughs> so this is how a strike happens. Mm-hmm. There, there are times. when our classmates who don't live in the hostel call us mm. and ask us if we can host a host a strike today because we have an assignment due <laughs> okay and sometimes we also answer their calls to <laughs> 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 find out some fucked up reason to go to strike and we'll have a strike there was some for exotic reason you guys had right some woman in uganda africa ha some something something happened in africa somebody died out of uh, uh died due to some policy okay we had a strike <laughs> You guys were serious, right, when you protested? <laughs> no, I mean there are some strikes which are serious. Okay, but we also do strikes for fun. Okay. <laughs> well, like I said, call our friends will call us and say that is there any chance we can have a strike today because assignments do you have? <laughs> and then we'll strike. <laughs> is there any chance? Wow. <laughs> so this is how it happens. So strikes are very common, and one specific reason why we have a strike is when the hostel runs out of water. <laughs> This used to happen before, but because of all the water strikes that happened, mm. the college has now has a system to make sure that the hostel always has water. Wow! So when we were first years, we have never seen a water strike, right? Mm. But our seniors have. Mm. So they, And you have heard stories about. Huh, so they have told us a lot of stories about how awesome the water strike is. Mm. Now we are growing up. We are growing up. We are four years. And one day we were chilling in our bridge. Our hostel has a bridge, mm. and everybody's chilling. Mm. So one day we were chilling in our bridge, and one of our friends we call him Meter because he's a meter tall. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Okay. So Meter walks by, uh-huh. and Meter is like, "Wait a second, he was literally a meter." <laughs> we call him Meter. Okay. Because he is exactly a meter tall. Okay. <laughs> we have photo proof. <laughs> okay. So one day Meter walks by. Meter is like, "Bro." We have never had a water strike. Mm. None of our juniors have seen a water strike. If we don't do it, then water strike—the concept of the legacy of a water strike—will die. Mm. Everybody laughed. Mm. Everybody said, "Thank you, bro. Mm. Do it tomorrow." Mm. <laughs> then everybody laughs again, and everybody goes to sleep mm. because nobody took him seriously. Mm. This fucker wakes up early in the morning, <laughs> brushes, showers, goes, takes a dump, mm. and then he goes upstairs, mm. opens up all the tanks, mm. <laughs> <laughs> let the water flow. Fuck. I mean, everybody wakes up. Everybody is checking the bathrooms. Mm. There's no water. Mm. <coughs> and now this fucker comes down. Mm. He's like, "Water strike!" Water strike. <laughs> and now everybody is interested. Mm. So everybody wants to do a water strike. And mm. how you do a water strike is you take your bucket, you mm. take your towel, mm. you take your toothbrush, mm. you take your soap, mm. and then you go to college. Mm. And then you t- go to every class mm. and tell people that we don't have water in the hostel. Mm. Without water, we can't do basic stuff. Mm. And if we can't do basic stuff, we can't come and study with you. We cannot. We can't come and study with you. Wonderful. Huh. By doing this, huh. the college is basically discriminating against the students of the hostel. Wow. <coughs> Please agree with us mm. and walk out. Mm. And this was the first time anybody is in in the college. College. At the time, nobody had seen. Huh. 
everybody's super interested because there are a bunch of half naked boys <laughs> asking them to leave everybody walks out everybody walks out we go to every class everybody walks out everybody is joining our celebration <laughs> now we go and sit in front of the principal's office this is our dharma first we say inkulap sandabadi sandab when we say that when then we are very vocal we say that uh there's no water in the hostel how are we supposed to live and then finally we say that yangal kanda thorande which is aren't we allowed to take a shit <laughs> in front of the principal now the principal comes in and she is like what's happening she like listen to the chants <laughs> Then she realizes that there's no water in the hostel. Mm. She calls the security. She mm. calls the warden. She calls a bunch of people. Mm. Half an hour later, we have yeah, water. Fuckers, fuckers. Water strike. So that was the only water strike when you were there, right? When I was there, yes. Yeah. Hopefully, our juniors also did something. Very interesting. <laughs> Time for another commercial break. <laughs> yeah, sorry about the interruption, uh, guys. It was the pizza guy. <laughs> yeah, let's call it like that. Yeah, go ahead. You're saying something. Yeah, we digress from um, SFI propaganda to gravity bombs. We'll finish this and get there. So please tell our audience what the fuck is a gravity bomb. Bonk. A gravity bomb is where you don't breathe it. You let gravity do it for you. <laughs> So what you do is you take a big bucket, fill it with water, uh. and then take a bottle, uh. two ends open, uh. and then you make sure you fill it with smoke. Okay. You can YouTube, you search on YouTube on how to do that. Okay. <laughs> the fun part is <laughs> we'll that, put a link to the video in show notes. <laughs> the fun part is that you push the bottle down, uh. and then the water kind of pushes the smoke out. Huh. Keep your mouth there, hmm. and and just open your mouth. Huh. The water will push the smoke inside. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. So the point is that you get to take in a lot of smoke. Huh. you do this when you're very very bored okay interesting okay let's come back to sfi propaganda <laughs> this is not sfi propaganda this is the mx propaganda mx is a men's hostel oh okay from here on whatever I, whenever i say mx it means the hostel okay the hostel has to have this propaganda that's the only way this mechanism works mm-hmm. so every first year walks into the campus is told that you can do whatever the fuck so you want in campus so this the fourth years uses propaganda to rule fourth years don't do shit ha huh. fourth years have been through everything ha huh. and now they they just to chill that's all they do ha huh. and everybody respects them huh. they're the king whatever huh. they say you do ha huh. and the thing is that they mostly don't interfere with anything they don't even do ragging hmm. because that's how about there and they're just chill third years are the ones who make all the shots they they tell you what to do they say that this needs to be done this is what happen this is what's going to happen this is how the election is going to be this is how the uh, cultural fest is going to be that's what the third years hmm. and second years whatever decision the third years make the second years are the ones who execute and, and so third year is a party second year is a karyakarta uh-huh. and fourth First, year is the party president does it most still works right third years make all the decisions ha huh. Fourth years are just there to chill. They are just enjoying life. And second years oversee everything, and they do a little bit of the work. And first years do all the work. And for this setup to work, this this setup has to be respected. It's called the setup. <laughs> and for the setup to work, they do all sorts of uh, propaganda. It's not propaganda. That's another word for it. What do you? It's not propaganda. Brainwashing. brainwashing is too strong uh, manipulation yeah. it's like propaganda but should be called shashi tharu only so the idea is that first year you walk in they huh. tell you that you can do whatever you want nobody is going to ask you anything hmm. if somebody messes up with you hmm. the entire hostel is coming out to ask hmm. so this is not a this is like messing up messing with the police If you mm. mess with the police, mm. it's not that guy who's gonna ask you. Mm. It's the entire police force that's gonna come down, mm. right? Mm. That's why you don't kill a police officer. That's why you don't fight a police officer. Huh. Right? It's not because it's not yeah, because we are not. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. So this is that's the scene with the hostage. You mess up, you mess with one guy, mm. everybody goes out to us, mm. and nobody dares. Mm. And this is something that they tell you up front. 
Hmm. And they say that for this to happen, hmm. you have to stand for everyone amongst you. Hmm. And dude, when when you have a narrative about being a hero hmm. and being there for your friends, hmm. you don't question that. Yep. One. Yeah. And mixed in with this narrative uh. is the idea that uh, for all this to work, uh. you have to respect whatever your seniors say. Hmm. And seniority is part of this culture. Hmm. And seniority is basically the hierarchy. Hmm. They tell you this, and you either buy it, mm. or you, or you disagree with it. Mm. But if you disagree with it, mm. most yeah. of your peers agree with it. So you just keep it yourself. Because if you disagree with it, huh. you are tasked with the job of a, convincing everybody else that they are wrong, huh. and b getting them to fight against the system. Mm. None of which is going to happen. But this is what is happening in the country right now. Huh? Okay. <sighs> And that's where you learn politics. Man. In real life, you see this happen. Okay. <laughs> see, we were so good at politics. We had this one election season. Mm. Uh, this election season, I think this was when we were second years, when we were doing things, and third years, our seniors were in command. Actually, this was when we were third years, mm. and our seniors were. So the college chairman and the chair, uh, the assist vice chairperson mm. goes to the fourth years. Everything else is for the third years. That's how it is. Mm. So when we were third years, we were running the election. Mm. And during that election season, uh, there was a girl on in fourth year who was supposed to be our vice chairperson. Mm. Problem is that she is not popular enough to win, mm. and whoever is opposing her is actually pretty popular. Mm. This is when we come up with a very beautiful stunt. Okay. <laughs> so Listening. we 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 go to houses and campaigns. So huh. Hostel is not the only place where students live. Huh. Hostel is where the majority or a big a significant minority. Okay. And Delhi, <laughs> Latians, <laughs> Delhi. And everybody else lives in other PGs and apartments. Huh. And so we go to everybody else and then have our election campaigns run. Huh. So during the campaign, we go to every house. Especially to the girl's house, mm. and then we say that KSU, which is our opposing party, mm. say that KSU is making a smear campaign mm. against our vice chairperson candidate. Mm. Now we know that she is a beauty, mm. she is a sweet person, mm. but they are saying that she is a slut mm. and that she sleeps around with people, mm. which we cannot agree. Mm. Even if she is a slut, mm. she gets to do whatever she wants. <laughs> we okay. say this. Huh. Not in every single house, huh. Huh. and we sell this point to the girls. Huh. Now we come out. Huh. Everybody thinks that KSU is a chupia. Yeah. Although we are saying that KSU is saying this, huh. we we go to people and say that we are listening to a rumor saying huh. that uh, what's her name? What her name? Doesn't matter. Huh. Uh, this vice chairperson, uh, this candidate huh. is a uh, slut. Is is really uh, going out there? Kind of. We are listening to these rumors. Hmm. They are questioning her integrity. Hmm. And we have seen her personally. She is standing for what? She is standing for KSU. She is standing for SFI vice chair. She is our SFI vice chair. Ha, ha, ha. But she is not popular enough to win. Oh, so what okay. we are doing is that we are going to people and telling them that we have heard these rumors. Ha, ha. And that's not true. Ha. Even if even if she doesn't win, ha. this is not how you... Uh, Treat somebody or talk right. about somebody. Ha, ha. Right? This is not how you campaign against ha, somebody. Ha, this, ha. Is, this is just negative campaign. Huh. This is what we say. Huh. KSU never said anything like that. Okay. But people suddenly have this narrative huh. that KSU is so bad huh. that they have to stoop to this one. Hmm. Suddenly she wins. Huh. A big majority. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> <sighs> so that's how pra- that's how we saw politics in campus. <laughs> It's good that there are no, you know, not many Kerala politicians in the country. <laughs> hmm. in, in the center, I mean. <clears throat> okay, we'll take a commercial break. <laughs> we'll be back after the break. Hey, Suraj. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you were saying something. Uh, so before you say, talk about SFI and
tell our audience how did we reach here? Okay, so Kerala has five engineering colleges. Huh. And supposedly the best one is in Toronto. Okay. This college is a government college, which means that you study there for free. Hmm. And to get there, you have to have a certain rank on one of those entrance exams. Right. So everybody who comes there huh. comes in as big, uh, what do you say? How do you say Buji? Buji. Uh, like a nerd, a nerd. Okay. So all these kids that walk in there are nerds. Huh. But then they reach a government college. Huh. A government college is where anything goes. Where? Anything goes. Teachers don't give a shit. Huh. Principal does not give a shit. Huh. <laughs> Principal has bigger problems okay. to worry about. Okay. Other than the students and teachers. Like? She has politics because this is a major college. All the political parties care about what happens here. Okay. So she has to deal with the politicians. So we will talk about that in episode two. <laughs> yeah. uh, teachers don't give a shit. Students uh-huh. don't, don't give a shit. Uh-huh. And when all these nerds walk in, and then they realize that they don't depend on their parents anymore uh-huh. because this college is fucking free, uh-huh. everybody changes. <laughs> <laughs> when you say free, what? They're, they're given food free, they're given stay free? Uh, tuition is free. Uh-huh. The hostel is around three grand a month. That's pretty it's cheap, still including food. 36,000, okay. 3,000 a month. 12,000. 3,000 a month. That is 36,000 a year. That's what I said. Dude, 3,000 a month is nothing. nothing. We okay. spend more on cigarettes. <laughs> okay, let's not get there. I don't smoke. <laughs> but then see you. You didn't, no, Suraj? Huh? You didn't. I did. <laughs> For all reasons, your mother could be listening to this podcast. <laughs> and she thinks ganja is something that you inject. So, auntie, this is a... I thought ganja is something that you inject. <laughs> <laughs> auntie Sunny is here. Uh, so, you get to do anything you want. Nobody asks you anything. And basically, it's just a lot of hormone-filled teenagers just enjoying freedom. Okay. And guess what happens? You go, you walk into the hostel. And the hostel, the first day is orientation. A lot of seniors walk in and they're like, Oi fuckers, you are part of the hostel now. Mm-hmm. This is all is all for one, one for all. Mm-hmm. And if one of you get, has a problem, everybody mm-hmm. has a problem. Mm-hmm. And if everybody has a problem, each of you has a problem. <laughs> <laughs> and then they tell you, uh, whatever, hostel has a proper hierarchy. Fourth years are kings. Third years are the people who do the stuff, as in who makes decisions. And second years are the people who execute it. And first years are the slaves. Now, okay. Because you need slaves, you get uh, you get brainwashed. Early. So, and everybody is communist here? In the hostel. Okay. In the hostel, that's that's the rule. Everybody is communist. Everybody uh, respects the hierarchy. And whatever. But aren't you not supposed to do that in communism? <laughs> 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 okay, so the default is okay. Fundamentals are broken. Okay, <laughs> we we fight for democracy, but if anybody talks against us, we beat them. <laughs> You're as real as our democracy, so it's fine. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, you're saying something. <laughs> and then they then there's this one round of uh, propaganda and brainwashing. Mm-hmm. How does this work? Like. Like, you know, we always hear about RSS, Madrasas right, and so all of it. But you don't, and we say that people are brainwashed there, but we don't know how, what so happens. So the brainwashing works in two ways, right? Uh-huh. One is, basically what they have to do is get the majority to agree with it. It doesn't matter what the minority thinks. And you could say that, okay, this is just propaganda, this is just bullshit. I don't have to believe it. It doesn't work that way. Because if three people say that, the rest is not going to be good. Because it's not just the first years, right? The second years have been through this. So when you say majority... Second years and third years put together. No, what I'm saying is that when you walk into the hostel and when you hear this and then you look up your seniors and everybody says that they have also been through all this. You think maybe this works. Been through all, I mean, what What are the stories See, that are Everybody through? goes through the four years, right? Hmm. So if you look at your seniors, huh. they tell you that whatever I have heard, huh. they've also heard. Huh. So if I don't believe it, why should all these smart people believe it? That's something that everybody thinks. Hmm. So what this propaganda does is that they'll tell you if you have a problem, we have a problem. And if and they tell you this, hmm. right? If you're part of the hostel, you can do whatever you want in college. Hmm. Nobody's gonna ask you shit. Hmm. 
Hmm. And the only people that ask you shit are other students. Hmm. And if they tell you something and you get annoyed, you hmm. come back and tell your friends, hmm. and they go and ask. Hmm. So basically, you, you anything goes. Hmm. Right? And they tell you, they convince you properly. They convince you. Hmm.